Why are there so many penises? Why are there so many penises? Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing good. With a mic in my face, I'm suddenly aware of the fact that I sound like I'm not well. Well, this is a good time to tell our Shandies that come rain or shine... Come sickness or health, we will always recap. Yeah, I've been fighting a little cold, mm -hmm. but nothing will stop us from recapping no, this. Nothing. Cold? <laughs> a cold? Please. A flood up to our eyeballs? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. So do we have any other housekeeping other than the fact that I have a cold? And I'm not wearing jeans today. Yeah, Yay. you're wearing a beautiful gossamer dress. Uh, goss Ooh, good word. Like one of the greatest of all words. Underused. Underused. If you use it, you sound like a dick. It's one of those <laughs> words. You can't win. Wait, so are you admitting that you sounded like a dick just now? Yes. If you use it in a song, it's great. If you use it in just a conversation, it's... Uh, unless you make a point of it. You're like, that's... You know what that is? That's gossamer. Yeah, you can't just be like, oh, that's a nice gossamer dress. <laughs> It's so true. Yeah. Okay, well, other than those salient details. Oh, we were uh, inducted into the uh, Today Show Hall of Fame. Oh, yes. This was so exciting. Yeah. You know what? I have to give you props for making sure that I appreciated it. Charlene doesn't appreciate things enough, so I have to remind her to take a moment to appreciate things. Yeah, the Today Show did a list of their top seven Bachelor Nation podcasts. And we were included on this list. And this was a pretty big deal, mm. especially considering some of the company. Yeah, solid company. Yeah, I was honored yeah. to share this list with some of these people. All of these people. Yeah. <laughs> Not some. <laughs> but anyway, I saw it and I was like, oh, that's nice. And Andy's like, think about it. Think about this. Our podcast is two years old. Take a moment. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. Yes. Yeah. You have to take the moments. Otherwise, what's the point of anything? Oh. You got to take the moments. Yeah. Although that being said, the title of the article reminds me a little bit of uh, Borat, where it's like, it's like, top seven sex in mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about his sister. <laughs> he shows someone a picture of his sister. <laughs> I think she was top three sex in mouth in Kazakhstan. Sex in mouth? No, that's what he said. I'm just repeating what the man said. Okay. He showed a friend who he just met a picture of his sister, and she thought she was just seeing family pictures. But then he went on to tell her that she's number three sex in mouth in Kazakhstan. I mean, genius. The man is a genius. He's one of your, I think, idols. Oh, he's incredible. And there's very few. Very few. Yeah. Very He's few people that are high. celebrities who you look up to. And I would say that Sasha Baron Cohen, one of them. Sasha Baron Cohen, Larry David, Ricky Gervais. That's it. Not Stephen Colbert? Stephen Colbert is up there. Um, he's up there. But I don't, I don't want to touch the hem of his pants. <laughs> it's not that kind of worship. So we're already on a tangent before we've even gotten to our overall thoughts. So shall we move on? Yes, let's do it. Okay. So overall thoughts on episode seven. I, I was I was mildly entertained. I mean, I don't know if it was for the right reasons, but it was it was entertaining. Yeah, to some entertaining degree. seems sort of like the wrong word. I was moved. Oh yeah, I that what I entertainment is an umbrella term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say I was entertained yeah. by you know. You were mildly engrossed. Eric's father, like oh excuse me, I'm not this is, this is the appropriate time to say it, but it, it will be Eric's father. Oh, no, I don't know if this is the episode where we should be using oh, his name. Oh, you're right. Name. We might have to make an exception. Oh, should we? Oh, Eric? This is a tough one. 
I, I feel like uh, as a matter of maybe respect, we just shouldn't say Erich during that segment, but we should say it during other segments. Just okay, so out of respect, we're gonna yeah. call him Eric today. But the next two weeks in a row, we'll say Eric. Okay. Okay. All right, deal. Okay. Okay, so shall we get started? Let's do it. There's a lot to discuss today. It was a very intense note-taking episode. Because if you think about it, we had 50% more hometowns than usual. I felt great sorrow for you taking notes for this episode. Yeah. I don't know how you did it. I was very stressed out. Like Seven hometowns. I mean, you sort of six. six and a half. No, there were six. A five and a half. But Why we don't five wanna, and a half? Not a spoiler. I mean, it was a, not a full hometown. Oh, Tyler? Yeah, it was like a hometown. Well, it got the airtime of a full You're hometown. You're right. Six hometowns. <laughs> Asterisk. Is it asterisk or asterisk? It's I, asterisk. Asterisk. Yeah, and not it bothers asterisks. me when people say asterisks. It's not. But it's become colloquial. I think we can start saying asterisks. I'm going to say it. I don't That's care. like saying espresso. You're it's right. wrong. You're right. Asterisk. I'm going to make sure I always say it that way. You've convinced me. All right, moving on. <laughs> so episode seven picks up with a very upbeat music. And there's B-roll of Rachel and Gabby packing up and talking about how excited they are for our hometowns. Jesse asks Rachel what she hopes to find. And Rachel says she's excited to see where these guys come from. She says when you marry someone, you marry their family. That's true. Gabby, meanwhile, says that she's nervous. Meeting parents has always scared the bleep out of her. <laughs> and we could not help but notice the contrast between these answers. It really seemed to sum up the two of them as bachelorettes. And this is not a criticism on either of them. I just think you can really see the difference. Oh, yeah. How Rachel's like, well, when you marry someone, you marry their family. And I'm excited to see where they come from. She it gave just, the right answer. Yeah, she gave this sort of like A+, plus, like ticked all the boxes. Yeah. She's the narrator answer. And then Gabby's like... Gabby's definitely had more flavor, but Rachel's, like I said, was more correct. So now our first hometown is with Jason in New Orleans. Gabby says that she and Jason both feel their emotions deeply, and she's excited to see different sides of him. Andy, you started cracking up at Jason's B-roll walk. Oh, this is incredible. You the guy can... has no business on TV. <laughs> and I mean that with all due respect. Do an impression of him right now in your seat. Yeah. <laughs> so many expressions all at once so they walk on what we think was bourbon street you seemed pretty I've confident bourbon-y. bourbon-y if it's not bourbon street it's bourbon-y and dance to a very solid street band, mean, band on the street that's what they do they look at souvenirs and gabby says why are there so many penises <laughs> why are there so many penises why are there so many penises oh i like that syncopation Andy. thank you she tells an older man she's on a balcony he's down yeah, yeah. on the ground on the street <laughs> that he has to flash her to get a necklace and he's like not a chance and she gives it to him anyway this is i mean this is very funny was, i laughed i think she said i'm gonna get this guy to show me his tits <laughs> It's hilarious. Wait, is that the thing? Is that you flash them? Yeah. You go throw someone to get beads. You got to show your, your breasts, your breasts, Wait. your chest. You I must show your bust. Your bosom I must be exposed. <laughs> I thought she was trying to get him to flash his dick. No, I don't know enough about New Orleans, evidently. <laughs> So Jason reveals he was going to leave in the very beginning, but he ended up staying for her. And since Jason's parents are not together anymore at a picnic table in the park, Jason's dad arrives mm. separately. Yeah. Gabby tells him that Jason has stood out in such a special way and she knows he feels so much. And his dad says many people need to wear their logo or brand on the outside, but Jason wears his on the inside. And Andy, mm. you loved this. I couldn't have said it any better myself. That's yeah. exactly right. 
I mean, we really liked Jason's dad. We have to get that out of the way. Everybody in New Orleans, no matter who they are, is cool. Like if you're from New Orleans, you just naturally you're born cool, except for Jason, which is endearing. No, I think Jason's cool. No, he's not. But in the best, he's cool. He's not cool in the coolest way you, know you can be is? uncool. He's too cool for this show in the best way. Yes. He's not able to fake it. He's too legitimate. Yeah. He's too authentic to be able to do the faking. Yeah. Which makes him cool, even though he's kind of uncool. <laughs> Everyone in New Orleans is cool. What? I'm not saying they're all good people. I'm just saying if you're from New Orleans, somehow you're cool. Jason now talks to his dad and he says that he and Gabby have an energetic connection where you don't even have to say something you just feel it mm-hmm. and his dad says she seems very mature he could feel her warmth and easiness mm-hmm. and he says meanwhile jason seems calm happy and at ease and we marveled at the adjectives oh specificity it's yes. not general narration it's like these are the actual things yes. that i'm seeing andy you said this guy's winning the academy award for best father ever except for joe's dad oh yeah no one touches joe's dad he's goat <laughs> they toast May the best days of your past be the worst days of your future. Brilliant. You know, I lovely. never, I could never, any, if I'm terrified, if there's ever a toast situation and someone's, I'm like, oh God, someone's going to ask me to do a toast. Yeah. I don't know anything. I don't know any toast. Some BTS from the show, they make everyone toast constantly. I know. So after a rose ceremony, you know, when you see people clinking glasses, they usually make a solid three to five contestants give a toast. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. It's awful. Oh, so everyone, they've got to get a lot of toast to see which one's the best toast to use in the final oh yeah or to use in a way that can be i don't know strategized like maybe someone will be like here's to being authentic or something and then the camera can zoom in on someone who isn't being authentic that kind of thing but i used to live in fear because there were toasts constantly on a one-on-one group date cocktail party multiple people are asked to toast and a producer's like charlene how about you do a toast? And oh, you're like, God, oh, really? And you can't just use the same toast that someone else yeah, used. Use and you might be going toast. third of giving your toast. And someone else said to finding love yeah. or to new beginnings. And you're like, ah, uh, uh. to finding a vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I lived in constant fear of being summoned to do a toast. So now it's the evening and they enter Jason's home and his mom immediately breaks down crying. It's a very sweet and warm welcome all around. Yeah. His family is super easy. Oh, yeah. Jason reveals he was so overwhelmed the first two weeks and then they genuinely connected. And Gabby now chats with his sister, Kelsey, who jokes, OK, what dirt do you want on Jason? They seem to get along very well in this yeah. girlfriendy way. Gabby asks if she thinks he's ready for a serious relationship. And Kelsey says he is, but he just hasn't met the right person. Gabby chats with Jason's mom now and Gabby says that they feel their emotions deeply and his mom says so deep and Andy you laughed at this (laughs) so deep Gabby says he's more reserved than she is and his mom says she thinks it's actually a good balance and Andy calls this the most down-to-earth hometown he's ever seen it's just normal and nice shocking didn't it feel strange? I would say that, except it suits Jason. It does suit Jason, but that being said, it felt not... Actually, no, you're making a good point, actually, because I would have expected Jason's family to be a little more reticent about this experience, the way yes. he has been sort of tough to open up. Agreed. So yeah, good point. Thank you. <laughs> Jason and his mom chat now, and he says Gabby puts him at ease. They connect on a deep level. She just gets it. He says he's trying to stay true to himself and not rush things, and he just can't see himself getting engaged. Oh, my God. Gasp. Dun, dun, dun. Heavens to <laughs> Betsy 
Is that what you say? Heavens to Betsy? I think so. No one knows what that means. I don't but actually know. Amazing. Yeah. And, and you know what's amazing about it? He said it seamlessly. It wasn't like it was like dun 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 dun. Yeah. But I can't yeah. see myself getting no. It was just like, yeah, I really love her, but I can't see myself getting engaged. I mean, it's crazy because we only know each other for a few weeks. It's like a normal conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's craziness. Yeah. He's like, it's just not realistic at this point. He said it so matter of factly, so pragmatically. That production couldn't even do something to that. They couldn't. They were like, we got to keep it. There's nothing we could do. No music, nothing. Just keep it. He says maybe it'll change in the next two weeks, but he needs space to process everything that's happened. And I, we deemed this way too normal for this show. Way too normal. Something went wrong. Again, B team. I think they still have COVID, the 18 producers. <laughs> 18 producers would have made music, cut it, made it look like Jason suddenly a monster. <laughs> would have missed opportunity. Yeah. His mom confirms it's not Gabby that he's hesitating about. And he says, indeed, it's just the timeline. And she asks how he would feel without her. And he says he'd be upset. It would be hard. Unbelievable. I know. A normal I know. person answer. She starts to cry, saying she doesn't want him to lose something really special because of distractions. I just thought it was interesting how his mom was really pushing this. Like, yeah. she was almost too into this working out. Yeah. I got the vibe that his mom is a Bachelor fan. I think you might be right. And the sister. Yeah. I think they were pretty stoked. Anyway. <laughs> She's like, think about the Instagram. <laughs> okay, so now Gabby and Jason kiss outside and... As much as we really, 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 really like Jason and really, really, really like him with Gabby, yeah. their kissing is still not. Weird. That's how much I have faith in their connection is I, I discount the kissing. The kissing chemistry, I'm just saying, you know what? Not important. I think Gabby's just like, look, kissing's not great. I know it. You know it. We all know it, but I don't care. Maybe it feels better than it looks because I know, and you know, everyone made fun of my kissing with Juan Pablo, but let me tell you, neither of us had a problem with it You're after right. the first kiss. I bet there the first kiss sucked. You know what? That's a good point. I'm sure I've had kisses where I'm like, oh, this is amazing kissing. If someone was watching, they'd be like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? So, yeah, what do we know? We don't know anything. So now we're in Anaheim for Zach's hometown. The Heim. The Heim. They ride bikes and Rachel cries, I love this. And we had a little giggle over the narration. <laughs> I mean, everyone likes a good bike ride. It's I don't blame true. her. Zach says he's going to take her on the best hometown she's ever been on and takes her to a roof of some building. And it's a place to watch planes take off. And we loved mm, this. This, this was, was good. Cute. This was good. I was I was wary of what was going to happen on this roof. It was such a cute callback to yeah. their first date Excellent. and this sort of quirky thing they had in common from yeah. the childhoods. Very cute. They chat and Zach says he'll be telling his family he's still very much falling mm. in love with her. I love how careful he was to articulate yeah. the falling. Stage, he had not yet fallen. Stage three. <laughs> they make out and it's pretty solid. Yeah. And they, Andy, you commented on how when they got B-roll of the plane flying in the background, <laughs> it, Rachel's kissing was clearly oh, like yeah. a little bit less enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. She was being prompted. Yeah, you There's could tell no the question. producer was like, keep kissing, yeah, keep kissing. Like, you can do it, you can do okay, it. Okay, got and it. We're good. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> So now it's the evening, and Andy, you could not get over Zach's Uncle Pat being Patrick Warburton. Well, I called, but I said to you in the preview, I showed you, I showed you, this guy looks exactly like Patrick Warburton. I was yeah. like, I was like, this is unbelievable. He sounds like Patrick Warburton. He yeah. looks like Patrick Warburton. There's no way Patrick Warburton's on The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. But it was Patrick Warburton. It was pretty cool, actually. That was cool. We like him. 
I mean, he's great. He's great. Family, family Guy. guy. Big, he's had, yeah. All sorts of TV credits yeah. and movies. What a voice. I mean, that's all he is. I mean, his voice is epic. He's the voice. And he was on Sex in the City, by the way. Who was he on Sex in the City? I am out Sex in the city you? <laughs> Wait, let me think about this. Oh, oh, oh shit. I, I just realized I'm wrong. <laughs> I knew that was impossible. Wait. He was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh. I don't know how I confused those two. Are you sure? Let me or, no, it was Seinfeld. Seinfeld. He dated Diane. How Al- are you confusing Sex in the this City all, with Curb and this, Seinfeld? It's the same genre, kind of. <laughs> He dates um, uh, Elaine. Elaine. Yeah. yeah. I forget what the plot line is. My point is, it is Seinfeld. Okay. Sorry. Nope. I, but I'm glad that I got you to the point where you almost doubted yourself. Like, that's the strongest sex in the city game I've had in a long time. You know, it says something about how likable he is to work with. The fact that that Larry David worked with him on Seinfeld and then brought him back on Curb. I don't know if he was on Curb. <laughs> I'm actually pretty sure he wasn't. So he's not good to work with. He's terrible to work with. Real pain in the oh ass. Oh, my God. So Rachel and Chapman chat, Chapman being Zach's dad, and I had to write Chapman down because I just love the name Chapman. a great Chapman. name. As a first name? Yeah. It said Chapman. It's great. Or Chapman, if I'm going to be Either really way, careful. He says he's concerned about Zach because he's got an emotional side. And if you do the most romantic things in the most romantic places, you'll fall in love with a monkey. I, I mean, he's this. got a good point. I've yeah. said this and we've said this. Yeah, it was great. Rachel says she was immediately connected to Zach and their first date being the movie. Their relationship was kicked off being about family and how family oriented he is. Didn't really answer the question, but we got the gist. Yeah, whatever. Family yeah. oriented. Family, family, family. <laughs> Zach chats with his mom. He tells her the falling part, as in he's falling in love with Rachel. And she's into it, but says her biggest concern is that there are other guys in the mix. It's very par for the course. Yeah, yeah. Rachel now chats with his mom, and Rachel assures her that Zach has traits no one else has. And Zach now chats with his dad. Chapman says Rachel is incredible in general. It's a whole lot of hugs and happiness all around. And now they watch a movie outside recapping their relationship, which we thought was interesting because, I mean, why didn't anyone else get this? That's a good question. If I were one of the hometown people, contestants, and I saw this, I'd be like, what? Yeah. Why didn't I get one of those? Why No one's ever gotten that before. I can't quite recall, but I guess this was a callback to the fact that their first date was this movie. Yeah, but it's still spoilers. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would have been a little miffed. I'd be like, that's not fair. I agree. Fair is fair. Afterwards, Zach says that his family loved her and he needed to hear that. And now he can tell her he's officially in love with her. I love that it's so formulaic. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I needed this piece in place and I got my family's approval. They liked you. Those things add up to, oh, ding, ding, ding. I'm no longer falling in love. I'm officially in love. I can now say it. I don't know how anyone buys this stuff. Like, it's just not, it's not for sale. Like, it doesn't make sense. That is so well put. It's not for sale, but they really do sell it. And a lot of people buy it. No relationship happens like this. It doesn't work like this. And what's funny is this is actually one of the more convincing ones because at least Zach has had two one-on-ones. Yeah. You could say that they are more emotionally connected than most and I'm still not really buying it. And it's not that I don't believe that he's in love with them. I believe that he believes that he's in love with her. But it's just funny how it's this timeline. It's so chronological. As Patrick Warburton would say, Peter, I'm not buying it. (laughs) Not good? Not bad. Wait a minute. I'm not buying it. He has the breathiness at the end of his sentences. Yeah, there's a he's slower and Peter, unfortunately lower. 
Peter, I'm not buying it. Eh. No? People were impressed with your Morgan Freeman, so maybe they'll be impressed by this. Andy Dufresne. That's <laughs> <laughs> my go-to now. <laughs> you do your impression of Morgan Freeman the way you sing. You're the one Christmas song that you know the best. Which is that? Oh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Exactly. Very nice. That was not good. I love your crooning. Thank you. Anyway, when Zach officially said that he was in love with Rachel, you said, that's it. Next is proposal, then Instagram. <laughs> Rachel, as she climbs into the car, says, Zach continues to say every single thing that I've wanted to hear. <laughs> Andy, you laughed really hard at this. It was sort of funnily worded. He continues to say everything that I've wanted but to hear. But that's the way she approaches the show. It's like, say the things I want to hear and I'll pick you. Yeah, maybe she won't pick them in the end, but she certainly rewards them for it. And this certainly comes into play with Tyler later, but I don't want to get ahead of Mm. myself. Anyway, she says she's falling for Zach and he's perfect. So, Charlene, I will say this. It is rare that I'm blown away by a new product. Mm -hmm. Is this true? Yeah. Same with you. Daily Harvest blew me away. Same. And here's the thing about Daily Harvest is I have heard about it and have seen it advertised for what feels like years. And I've always been like, yeah, yeah, that thing. Okay, whatever. I thought it was just sort of well-branded food. And when it came across the Dear Shandy desk, I was like, okay, well, we'll try it. Sure. Sure. And after actually trying it, like eating it, I'm completely, completely blown away as well. I love Daily Harvest's commitment to not only human health, meaning their food is organic and plant forward, but they also care about the environment, meaning all of their fruits and vegetables come from farms that invest in biodiversity and improve the health of our soil. And can we talk about the recyclability of the whole package? Oh yeah. There is not one little thing in that package. There's not a single thing. And it's frozen on site. On site. The fruits and vegetables are as fresh as humanly possible. The freshness is locked in, as they say. Yeah. And I gotta say, you can taste it. I am not just saying this. I could not believe the difference between Daily Harvest and other frozen-y dish things that I've had. I have never in my life tasted a frozen meal that appeared in all ways to be freshly made. Yes. Also very healthy, which is hard to find, by the way, in a combination with frozen goods. And on top of that, the cherry on top, convenient as hell. No prep. Yeah. No prep. You literally just take the thing and put it in the oven or the pan. There's no prep. Amazing. Or in the blender because there's also sweet things or smoothies. I had the smoothie when you were gone. It was delightful. And I made it when you were gone, which is a testament to how easy it is. (laughs) So stay busy and eat sustainably with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash Shandy to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash Shandy to get up to $40 off your first box dailyharvest.com slash shandy in her itm she says that okay so now we're in palm beach florida for johnny's hometown with gabby and gabby greets him and while they make out we hear her say that johnny's super hot and they have this strong connection Mm -hmm. he says they're gonna go see his family first they enter his house and andy you said wow this family there's some real florida up in this shit (laughs) i mean is there not He tells them about his night one rap and they tease him and Gabby defends it as a poem, but with rhythm. And he says, best girlfriend ever. I thought this was cute. Yeah. Gabby chats with his dad. He asks where she sees herself with Johnny. And she says a proposal is something they would need to talk about. 
but their blessing would still mean a lot. I love that they get these like preemptive blessings. Like, let's be honest. There is no way that Gabby and Johnny are ending up together at the end of this and that there's a proposal happening. But it's like she's still required to get this blessing. Oh, yeah. yeah everyone's got to get the blessing. Yeah. With, like but if, if you don't get a blessing, you're probably going to win. <laughs> Just saying. No spoilers. Johnny's dad is basically like, we're in. And I wrote, well, that was easy. Yep, and he's out. <laughs> Gabby now sits with his mom and Gabby asks if Johnny's ready for a long term relationship. And his mom reveals that he doesn't give his heart to just about anybody, but he has so much to give and he must feel very safe with her. And she says they're along for the ride in general. Easy peasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny with his mom now. Johnny says he and Gabby never stop laughing. He can see himself falling for her. She's amazing. She's perfect, he mm -hmm. said. But he says he can't see himself being ready to propose. Wow, another guy. Here. Wow, dropping like flies. <laughs> his mom emphasizes what a big decision it is and says, quote, you don't take it haphazardly. And Andy, you loved this. Is it brilliant. She didn't mean it, I'm assuming. But haphazardly is the perfect marriage of haphazardly and half-assed. Yes. I want that to be a new word. Yeah. I'm going to use it. And someone's going to correct me. I'm like, no, I meant to say that. <laughs> sort of like you meant to say asterix. How dare you? Johnny chats with his dad now. He says the engagement is what's holding him back. His dad seems to be really encouraging of things. Yeah. While Johnny seems less committal. Basically, Johnny's dad was to Johnny as Jason's mom was to Jason. Like, they're kind of like... Go for it. You don't want yeah. to miss out. Yeah. His dad's a good time. They go out on a boat and make out into the evening while the sun sets. It's super romantic, but mm -hmm. I couldn't help but imagine that Johnny has taken many, many girls out on this boat to watch many, many oh, a many, sunset. Many, 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 <laughs> many sunsets. In fact, Andy, when I said this at the time, you said, it's like me with my deck. <laughs> it's too much BTS. <laughs> It is funny how men have their moves. There is no way Johnny has not taken other girls out on that boat to watch the sunset and made out with them hardcore in Every that boat. Every guy has a move. Every yeah. guy. Yeah, we can't take that away from him. Yeah. It just means he's got game. What I'm amazed at is how, how few like girls, no, no one ever called me They're like, ah, the deck. I know what you're up to. No one ever called me on that. Really? Yeah. I would expect I would have like got a good laugh out of that. Like, oh, you got me. I mean, that's good. You know what I'm doing. I used to say this on dates, actually. Oh, not see, that I'm trying to insert myself you. in this. If I had met you previously, you would have called me out on it. And I'd be like, I'm marrying this girl. Well, so my big ex who I dated throughout my early 20s, I remember he had suggested a restaurant and I was like, OK, I'll meet you there. And he's like, no, I'll come pick you up. And I was like, no, it's OK, I'll meet you there. And he insisted on picking me up. And then he picked me up in this really fancy car. Uh, and I was like, yeah. oh, I get it. That's you wanted to pick me up in your fancy car. And he. He had no humor about it, and it stood out to me. But I still dated him for many years. If you get, no, <laughs> well, I mean, I was you're young. young. You were young, yeah. but if you get called out on your move, you should you should laugh. Yeah, as a man with a move, you should respect someone calling your game out. Yes, I think it's funny. It doesn't take away from it. No, you should. It makes it even more funny. Like you're like, oh, you called me out. This is funny. This was my move. <laughs> So yeah, all in all, this hometown was very, I would say, chemistry forward. Like they seem mm. to make out a lot, but there isn't a ton of, I don't know, a cerebral connection, I guess I want to say. The, Johnny it, just seems a little removed. It's, it's missing salt. Salt. Yeah. Perfectly put. Yeah. It's a good meal. Yeah. It's good. And you just say, oh, can you, I just have some salt. And you don't, you know, when you ask the waiter at a restaurant for salt and you're like, I don't mean this in a way like it's bad. I'm actually giving the benefit of the doubt to the food. <laughs> I just want to bring it out more. But if I own the restaurant and someone asked for salt, I would look, I'd be like, oh, damn it. 
<laughs> but it's not necessarily an insult. It's just like saying you you did it right. I just need it to be more. I need more of what you did. I want more. I want more. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see him dancing. You don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I thought you might have been composing, but that sounds like an actual song. <laughs> Do you want me to keep going and you have to guess what Disney song I'm singing? It's yeah, Disney. keep going. Walking around on those, what do you call them? Feet. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. Wandering free, wish I could be part of that world. Uh, Aladdin. <laughs> I'm assuming that's wrong. Feet. She wishes oh, well, she had on. feet. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She's a fish. I'm a little mermaid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good second guess. I got to say, when I realized that you did not know these movies, that was, for me, one of the biggest like generational differences between us. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see any of those. Yeah. I mean, I knew of them. I think I did try to make you watch Aladdin, but you couldn't get through it. They're good songs, though. Yes. Yeah. Good, great music. And great singing. Yeah. Lea Solanga. Okay. So now we're in Wild Woods, New Jersey for Tyler's hometown. The woods. The woods. We're eagerly anticipating the basketball. Right off the bat, you and I are like, I we know wait. it's coming. That basketball's coming. And as Rachel comes together with Tyler here, we hear a Franken-bitten voiceover of her saying, we connect mm, emotionally. And we had a good laugh over the fact that even that had they to be get Franken through it. They couldn't get through it. <laughs> I said, what does that say about what she's said about their connection, <laughs> that they had to Franken-bite together? Yeah, we what- connect emotionally what did she say say, we connect fine (laughs) they walk on maury's piers and eat corn dogs and funnel cakes and play games and we talk about corn dogs for a second oh yeah just for one second is there anything more like what why first of all what what offends me about corn dogs is there's a name for it (laughs) it should be something that some weirdo in his backyard did and he's like oh look i fried a a deep fried a hot dog i mean they've stood the test of time people have been eating corn dogs saying corn dogs stuck yeah stuck it's stuck <laughs> is stuck a word it isn't a word stuck is a word though corn you dog said that word haphazardly <laughs> nice callback but corn dogs i asked you this question in the history of corn dogs mm-hmm. do you think anyone has ever eaten a corn dog and 10 minutes later felt better than they did before <laughs> they ate the corn dog no Okay. I think it's, it's a hard no. They ride the spinny thing. I didn't know what to call that. The thing that goes up and they're in the little chairs and it's spinning around. The nauseation machine? <laughs> or, or should I say the nauseous machine? Yeah, yeah. We learned something new. The yeah. Shandy's really... Oh, yeah. They came oh, They yeah. came to play on You nauseous. know what's funny? So my older sister doesn't really listen to our podcast because she's got four kids. Totally understandable. Yeah. <laughs> but she actually texted me and she was like, I think I'm the one that told you about nauseated. <laughs> And I was like, wow, you listened to that episode of all of them. That's so random. Oh, that's nice. But she's like, but I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly. And I was like, it would seem you are because I, yeah. and I sent her screenshots of people's comments and she was very happy with herself. I feel like we could get to the bottom of anything. I know because the Shandies are such sleuths. Yeah. I feel like if I'm like, how do you make a nuclear bomb? How is it done? <laughs> I don't know. We get like the full ingredients from like top to bottom. I'm like, oh, OK, I can make one tonight. 
Okay, so they ride the spinny thing. I'm sure the Shandies will know what that is called. <laughs> and they go on the merry-go-round and throw darts at balloons and ride a Ferris wheel and make out. Andy, you noted the push kiss here. There was a push kiss. It. it was subtle, but it was pushy. He brings her to the pizza restaurant where a lot of his, I guess, family and friends' family... That she will work. never see again. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> they eat pizza. His best friend, Sal, runs over and hugs him. And meanwhile, we see Rachel saying their relationship is further behind than she'd like. Gee, I wonder why their relationship is further behind than she would like. Do you think it's maybe because you know what he like? never got a date? You know, it's, it's literally like like a like a NASCAR race uh-huh. and they, they fire the gun or the flag. It's a flag in NASCAR. I know that. <laughs> They dropped the flag. Okay. Anyway, and the cars go and the guy's engine stalls. Yeah. He's like, why am I so far behind in this race? But your engine stalled. Your engine never started. There was no ignition. Oh, it's such a good analogy. Thank you. And you know what? That car was the sleekest. It looked fantastic. Beautiful. It was a Ferrari. Yeah. When people were touring the cars, looking at them, and they're like, I'm putting my bets on this car. Yeah. They didn't even put a lot of ads on it, but they didn't want to disrespect how beautiful it was. There was one Sonico and maybe like a, like a Goodyear on it. That was it. Getting very specific. The point. Yeah. There was no Bitcoin ads on that car. Yeah. No gambling sites. It was just Sonico and Goodyear, period. Beautiful car. Only classy ads. Yeah. But yeah, people were like, wow, that car, I bet you that car is going to go real fast. And it didn't. Didn't go anywhere. Yes. Stalled. I mean, we'll we'll continue on with Tyler in a bit. There's still a ways to go. I just want to say, I don't want to turn this into an I told you so. But for the people who really thought Tyler stood a chance here, I just, he never had a date. I, I, if you she told them to, so. I told them so as well. Don't try to steal that. Told oh, no, you so. I meant, and I told you so to the world. Oh, you not, mean dear Shandy told you yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. It's a it's a collective. It was we we both told them so. <laughs> I called Ty. I said, "What the hell is Tyler doing here?" I said that like episode two. <laughs> You're like, let me in on your "I told you yeah, so." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want you to don't take ownership of that. Just I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. Is are one of the most important thing in in life. Yeah, I think it becomes a crucial part of a marriage. Yeah, a marriage is half blaming things, and I told you so. <laughs> By the way, those are two halves. There's nothing left. It's just those two things. <laughs> but it's still worth it. Still worth oh, it. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so finally, Tyler now opens up his baseball, sorry, basketball game. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Rachel in her ITMs says that she has other relationships that are stronger. And she starts to sort of crumble here. She leaves, walks over to her producer and cries and says she feels terrible. He's such a good guy. But she can't even look at him because she's going to break down. I do really like about Rachel that she can't fake it. This is reminding me of that Jordan V date in episode two. How once she knows... Apparently it hits her a little later than it should. A little late, yeah. (laughs) But I just... She got to Jersey. (laughs) Yeah, you don't go to Jersey if you're having second thoughts. (laughs) It takes a lot for me to get to Jersey. <laughs> okay, so after this episode, we're going to lose even more Jerseyans, but I, you're going to gain New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a wash. What is it, New Orleans? Norlands. No, New Orleansans. New like, Orleanians. New, is it that? I don't know. They'll tell Orleanians? us. Orleanians? Sounds like a, like, a, like a galactic alien species. The Norlinians are attacking. <laughs> I do get the impression that Rachel thought she could do this and like hold out until the rose ceremony. But let's be honest. She had to know she would be sending him home. Yeah, she knew a while ago. 
It didn't. It, it's not like she just suddenly went to Sal's Pizzeria. I'm assuming it's called Sal's Pizzeria. It there wasn't. was a Sal and there was pizza and it was Jersey. It's, it doesn't <laughs> matter. If it's not Sal's Pizzeria, it should have been. It should Sal. be, yeah. Anyway, that being said, she should have known before she went there. And now I have to add that if there is a villain. <laughs> well, okay. So now you're touching on an innate part of being the lead on this show. Because I do find it interesting, you know, people really, you know claiming that we worship Logan and our adoration for Logan is misplaced no, I just or whatever. I don't think that the vitriol yeah, against him is I appropriately placed. I agree. You can be like, oh, he's not totally sincere. Or he's not sure who he likes best. But the leads are literally contractually obliged to act and pretend they're into people they're not into. Did we think that Rachel really thought she was going to end up with Tyler? I'm not criticizing her, but you could say the same with Gabby. You could say the same with any lead. It's just a little interesting to me when people are so quick to condemn a contestant for their not being totally sure or them playing the game when the lead is fully doing that from beginning to end. The double standard is thick. It's thick. Yes. It's yeah. dense. It's there, almost, there's layers. It's like a it's like a seven layer cake you see in the diner. And and I agree with you, producers. I'm not vilifying Rachel at all. No. I'm making a point of how you shouldn't even vilify Rachel at all. For this. Sh- yeah, Rachel went to his hometown. <laughs> his family was ready to go. They had been for weeks to the salon. God knows what else. <laughs> plastic surgeon. I don't know what happened there. They were ready to rock. Yeah, they were sitting there. They he showed excited. her the basket. He showed her his basketball, basketball nets. nets, hoops, whatever Jinx. the basketball situation. Yes. I mean, that's his mo. That's his pride and joy. <laughs> he did everything. She went there. She let that happen, and then she pulled the just right at the last second. She pulled that plug. Okay. What's worse? When you should look at it and be like, "This is a sham. This is a sham within a sham." Yeah, I mean. This whole show is a sham within a sham that's within a sham. Well, it's, that's what I'm saying. But Tyler and Rachel was from a sham from the beginning, I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, let's keep going. So I don't blame Rachel. My no. point, I want to make sure it's clear. I don't blame Rachel for how this went down. But I'm saying if you don't blame Rachel for the way this went down and you blame Logan for the way that went down, yeah. you're blinded by production, period. Yeah. I mean, she led Tyler on no less than Logan led her on. No, it's not even in the same league. I mean, he was literally 15 feet away from his doorstep where his whole family was waiting to meet Rachel. (laughs) How is that not worse? Yeah. It's not even worth addressing how ridiculous this is. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Rachel returns to Tyler. Yeah. Uh, that's the same way, right? Rachel probably like, what's a, what's a, uh, Tyler? Oh yeah, yeah. Tyler. Right, 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 right. They sit on a park bench and of course, Tyler proceeds to tell her how amazing the day was. She is so incredible. She lights up the room and it was, even though they weren't in a room that day, she lights up the room. She lights up any space she enters. Park and bench, it, by the way, just, just sorry as an aside, park bench is, is, the most poetic place to break up with someone. I mean, there are so many park benches in hometown week of oh, The yeah. Bachelor. But in bachelor. life, too. You know, the great Bob Dylan song, Simple Twist of Fate. Anyway, listen to this song. It's a park bench breakup. <laughs> Rachel says he's, quote, the most incredible person. And Andy, you said no. He's at most the fourth most incredible person. <laughs> but Tyler continues to lay it on so thick, saying she's his reason for sticking through the tough times and how his family had said, next person you bring around, make sure they're really special. And he continues to, I wrote, to lay on layer after layer of how amazing she is with zero specificity. None. 
that's the thing. It's like, what about her makes her so amazing, so incredible? These words don't mean anything. No. Until halfway through, literally the sentence he's saying when she cuts him off is, you're literally the most amazing person I've ever met. And then she finally interrupts him. And she says she's never known anyone like him who just loves so openly and isn't afraid of being hurt. But, and there's a long pause, she's not feeling 100% confident. And she doesn't know if she's ready to meet his family when she still has reservations and something is missing and she's not sure she can get there with him. I feel like the way she was taking all these compliments, it like went on a little too long, I thought. Like, I almost felt like it was like if, if like your cat or dog is licking you in a place that's inappropriate and yeah. you just kind of don't stop it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no one's watching. It's fine. I wrote, I wrote, Tyler takes this really well, too well. Too if well. everything he's told her that he feels for her was true. Yeah. I'm sorry. Too well. He should have been he should have been de- he should have been in a fetal position on the ground. If she's the most amazing person he's ever met, she's so incredible. He can't imagine his life without her. All the things that he's been blurting out for so many weeks now. And look, am I vilifying Tyler? No, cuz I think Tyler, as I said weeks ago, I think he's got game. I think yeah. he is playing Strong this game. game. He has mastered the art of effusiveness and there is always a market for that especially with reality tv so i am not coming after him all i'm saying is that if those words were true all of them i don't think he would would take it so well like he took it so well that it was almost like okay the tyler storyline from beginning to end is the one of the biggest bullshits i've ever (laughs) seen on this show it was nonsense from the beginning he reminds me of robbie who was jojo's runner-up handsome guy very handsome but it was a lot of the same and in my recaps i just couldn't help it i was like okay on their first date you're in love with her yeah and again he made it to final two it worked for him. He's he made it good. on He's Paradise. Incredibly good looking He's probably man. been living off his Instagram ever since. I am not so vilifying handsome. the guy. So handsome. So handsome. Anyway, Tyler says that she always makes it easy. And he says, the fact that you were able to let me love again means so much to love me. Love again? How many times has this guy loved? <laughs> Rachel basically breaks down now because he dropped the L word. We all know the high value of the L word on this show. Yeah. And this breakup drags on for some time. The music is all tragic. Finally, they hug it out and she leaves. This was drawn out beyond belief. Yeah. In my opinion just disproportionately considering again they never had a date and of course now we get footage of tyler's family speculating about how happy tyler's going to look and how head over heels he must be Mm -hmm. and andy you said and logan's the bad guy (laughs) (laughs) tyler reveals to his family now he comes home that he was just broken up with again taking it really well he's just like yeah it's been a hard day yeah I, again, I am not coming at Tyler. Tyler, I, if anything, applaud him for making it to Final Four. He will 100% be on Paradise. You know what he got? He got a Golden Globe. (laughs) Not an Academy Award, but a Golden Globe. How many people make it this far with words alone? No, he did well. Good for him. Yeah. I I close this date with Andy's aching for a devastated that never comes. I don't know why I have to rub it in. And now we're in Bedminster, New Jersey. Mm, The Minster. The Minster for Eric's hometown. Mm. They make out and he says they're going to see his family first. She reveals in her ITM that Eric had opened up about his dad battling cancer for the last three years. I don't remember that. I don't either. I I mean, I I believe her, obviously. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I just... um, 
I don't know how I missed that yeah. on their first date. Anyway, they sit down in a field and he said his dad was legitimately supposed to die three times by now. And his dad actually sat right there with him in that field when they thought he had about a year left and had told him, had, his dad had told Eric to look after his mother. And it was the first time he had really cried about all this. Mm. And he says he needs her to meet them and for them to meet her. So they meet his family and Eric tells them that Gabby's an ICU nurse while his mom, he says, is an in-home nurse. Mm. Eric and Gabby chat with his dad and his dad reveals that he spent about 40 days in ICU and says he really admires ICU nurses. I I thought this was really, you know, for them to tie in her career and his experience. And of course, she relates to him. He really like it was just really this oh, yeah. was a really and he's right. heart-wrenching. But he's be- right. Yes. ICU nurses. I, when I was in the ICU, you know, with my mom, I was like, I don't know how you do this. Mm. His dad, Alan, reveals the last CAT scan showed that the cancer had come back. And he'd already done two rounds of chemo that did nothing. And the third almost killed oh, him. Jesus. And he says Eric's mom is hanging in there and that she's gotten sweeter. Mm. I mean, this was a really heartbreaking date. We're going to keep going, but I mean, I definitely teared up on this date. It was rough. Gabby says she knows it's been hard with Eric gone and she really likes him. And Gabby says Eric had told her how strong Alan and his wife's relationship is and how inspiring it is. And Eric tells his dad that he really likes Gabby and he wouldn't be there and wouldn't tell him that if he didn't think it was a really strong connection. To me, this carries major weight because we've been sort of on the fence of how sincere Eric has been in all this. Mm -hmm, Yeah. But now watching this date through this lens, it's hard to imagine that Eric would not only put his family, you know, through this experience, which is, you know, some might deem it to be fun, but it could also be really challenging. But also Eric's been off the grid. I'm sure, by the way, that the powers that be have let him communicate with his family. Yeah, yeah, There's no way they haven't. No chance. Yeah. Yeah, But nonetheless, he hasn't been home. And so the fact that he has been there going through this, tells me that he actually is really yeah i think his intentions are there the question is are gabby's intentions there okay so eric and his mom now chat he says he really likes gabby he wouldn't put them through this if he didn't and she says things with his dad have been worse but she says i keep watering that flower and he keeps coming back no i know what she means it's very poignant yeah she says you marry for life and it's an important decision and she breaks down here and they hug and now Gabby talks with his mom. She says Eric speaks so highly of them all and Gabby says Alan looks great and it's a testament to how well he's being taken care of. Do you know how easy it would be to not say the right things in this situation? Yeah, or to just not know how to say not the right thing. Not know what to do. Yeah. Gabby is just like, it's, oof, it's I really, was impressed. Yes. Eric's mom says if they decide anything, commitment is important. She says soon she and Alan will be married 35 years and they've been through a lot and you have to stay together and be together. Gabby says she hopes she knows how much she cares about Eric and she can tell how much love they have for each other and she feels very lucky to be there that day. And Andy, you said... Wow, she handled this well. She's a real caretaker. I mean, just... She's so nurturing. I'm so impressed. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you could have done in that situation better than Gabby did. Yeah, there are so many moments here where, especially as an outsider, like, she's not part of this family, you know? She's just meeting them. There were many moments where I was like, I don't even know what I would say to that. I agree. 
And she just always had the exact right thing to say. I think it's a- But com- even when she didn't say something, her expression- Yes. Communicated exactly what and you should be- And it was sincere. Commu- yeah, it wasn't all. like, you're like, oh, that's yeah, yeah. so terrible to yeah, hear. Yeah. It was just like her expression was like, I know what you're going through. I've seen it. Yeah. And I empathize and I'm not going to- There's no words that do justice to what's happening That's here. the word, empathy. There yeah. was such empathy from Gabby in the state. And I thought his family was just absolutely lovely, so welcoming- especially under the circumstances, but also I loved how it wasn't too much about them and their relationship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this was still, and maybe this was tasteful editing, but I also think it was his family. They made a point of talking predominantly about his dad, the the connection between his dad and his mom. And Gabby was an outsider looking in, yeah. which is exactly how it oh. should have been. This was one of the most real and meaningful and impactful scenes I've ever seen on this franchise and almost too much. Like I was almost, it almost felt out of place. Well, okay. So that's another thing. Part of me almost felt uncomfortable that, especially with, at the end of the episode, we saw the in memoriam and that Alan has passed. Yeah. Part of me was like, Oh, it's too, it's too light a show almost to warrant having that. It's almost like it doesn't, it doesn't jibe. You know, they agree to it, obviously. No. The fact that Eric signed off on it, who are we to say whether or not no, they, No, I mean, you it know, is what it is. It is what it is. It was, I thought, very tastefully done. So Andy, going to Germany again mm-hmm. recently yeah. was a bit of an upsetting experience for me. A little bit of a wake-up call in your German. <laughs> it really was. You know, when I lived in Germany, my German got halfway decent. Oh, I heard it. it was solid. And it's amazing how if you don't flex that muscle... It goes away. It's not like riding a bike. It is not. And I was upset. I knew words in my mind, but I couldn't, they didn't come out of my mouth. I was like, what's that again? Like, I was upset too. I, I, used to, <laughs> I, I would take pride in telling people my wife could speak German. <laughs> And I started feeling like a frog. <laughs> so isn't it nice that Babbel exists, a language learning app that makes learning languages not only easy, but fun. They but make it like a game. They give you a little spoonful every day. Yes, which, let's be honest, consistency is key. And what are you more likely to be able to commit to? What I love about Babbel is that you can say, okay, I can commit to five minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. And that's a big deal because sometimes it's sort of like food, like your eyes might be bigger than your stomach. You might be like, yeah, I'm going to learn this. But so- then you don't actually have the time to do it. Well, oftentimes in learning languages in the past, I found that it's it's a chore I don't look forward to. Mm-hmm. It's heavy lifting. But with this, I actually look forward to it. And it's so linear. And they even have a speech recognition technology that helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. That's one of the biggest things. Like you could learn a language and think you speak it well. And then you go <laughs> to that country and they're like, I don't know what you're saying. And can we talk about just how, what a feel good and more productive and just... I, you know, I have so many issues with our phones today and how people just waste their time scrolling and pay, playing, I don't know, games that don't do anything for their brains. This is just such a quality way to spend your time on your yeah. phone. It's one of the reasons why the phone is good. Yes. One of the five reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe five. And in case you're still on the fence, they come with a 20-day money-back guarantee. That's confidence. Mm-hmm. So right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to Babbel. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Dear Shandy. That's Babbel.com slash Dear Shandy for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Okay, so now it's the evening and they go to a pub on Eric's motorcycle. And he says it's been a big deal for him to bring someone home. And this really lands now. You know, people say this all the time. I never bring someone home. My parents never meet people I date, blah, blah, blah. But 
now everything Eric says about the the gravity of yeah. this experience, it's just hard not to see everything he says differently. Also, I, I give him more benefit of the doubt because I did feel like he was falling off a little bit during this. Like it felt like he was, I was like, eh, I don't know if Eric's really there. Yeah. But now I think about it, like he was going through a mental storm. Eric says they were surprised to see how much he likes her. And we really buy this too. You don't get the impression that Eric's family is going to say something they don't mean at this point. No, you know? everything they say from now on is sincere. Yes. He says he's risked a lot to be there and it's all for her. I wrote mm. this also lands. Yeah. He says he's falling for her. He may be falling in love with her. And as they kiss, Andy, you said she's not picking him. And I feel bad saying that. I, I feel really bad saying that, but that's what I think. Okay. We're going to circle back to that in our predictions. I want to hear you. Yeah, yeah. Elaborate. But here Gabby says that the day was really telling all the things they'd said about him that he'd never said about himself. I love that she noticed this. Yeah. It's easy to just take that information and be like, oh, yeah, this gives me more to the picture of whatever Eric is. It's another thing to notice that there are things he didn't say about himself. Yeah. And, it, and what it says about his character that he didn't say things that are most likely positive. I, you know? I 100% agree. Yes. She says she's always wanted to be with someone like him, but she didn't know it was possible. And she says she's falling in love with him. And as they make out here, and it is, I mean, it's one of those makeouts that's really hot, but also there's just meaning behind it. Yeah. It felt deeper and just, it felt very connected. Yeah. And I then asked you, Andy, if you were still confident she's not picking him. And you stood firm. Firmish. Firmish. And in general, this date was just a lot of feels, I wrote. Heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. It almost felt uncomfortable like we were witnessing something that is private. Yeah, I felt like I was looking into someone's apartment window. Yeah, with you're my peering telescope. in and it's not your yeah, right it was to a look in. Peeping Tom ish level heaviness. Yes, but at the same time, if they were going to show it, which they did, obviously. They did it well. Uh, yes. So moving on, we're in Santa Clarita, California, with the, Tino's hometown. Yeah, the Rita. The Rita. <laughs> Tino drives up to Rachel in a white Jeep. We have to talk about her top. Should we? I. I I don't want people to think that I'm coming at Rachel herself. No, no. It's not. I, I, when I talk about clothes, it's just about the clothes. Yeah, it's, it's never about, about the person. The person. No. Yeah. But this top was a disaster, in yeah. my opinion. It looked like three tops in one. You know what it reminded me of? It was like, did you ever see The Fly with Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum goes in. He's like the fly. And he goes into the machine to try to turn himself back into Jeff Goldblum. But like some, like something goes wrong and there's like a piece of equipment in the thing and then he becomes like half equipment, half fly, half man. It's a disaster. That's kind of what her, her blouse was like. Yeah. It had this drawstring in the middle with this really deep V-neck. The deep V-neck would suggest that it was like a cropped, boxy boyfriend t-shirt. But then the sleeves were also like drooped on the side. And then with the drawstring, which really belonged, to, in my opinion, on a tighter, more fitted shirt. Yeah. It just, it didn't do anything it wouldn't no. do anything for anyone that's the thing it's not a criticism of, no. her, of it on her no it's one a, would look good with that no but it was you know in the center thing to me i don't know maybe i'm wrong but it looked like you know when you pull a like a thread in your shirt and you're like oh let me just get rid of this thread but you, <laughs> you're lazy so you pull instead of cut and yeah. you pull and it keeps pulling yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. realize it's part of the structure yeah, of the and shirt, you really and regret you get pulling that, on like it. a long pucker yeah yeah anyway <laughs> okay so tino and rachel sit on a park bench 
a lot of park mm-hmm. benches. And she reveals she's very nervous about that night and she's afraid of not getting his parents' approval. So mm-hmm. it feels like foreshadowing. I wrote, their familiarity is palpable. The yeah. way they even sit and talk to each other, it's past the getting to know you phase. They're chatting like, oh, hey, like, I got to tell you. in a relationship. Me. Yeah. She's yeah. like, hey, like, I got to, I'm really nervous about tonight. Yeah. It just feels very familiar. Yeah. They're in a relationship. Yeah. She says she's very serious about this and it's important that they at least give her a chance. And I wrote, where's the day portion of this hometown? He mm. drives up to her in a white Jeep. Do we really think they didn't go for a drive? Yeah, what happened there? That there wasn't some sightseeing. Was it so boring that they couldn't even no, cut it? I think that they had to cut something from every hometown to make six fit oh, into this episode. Oh, you're right. And I don't think they wanted to show good times between Tino and Rachel because we need to you think things are going are downhill. Right. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah, they cut the part of this date that would make you think, oh, they're really going strong. This is why you're so valuable. You know this. No, I mean, there's many other things. There's many other things about this date alone that you know this. this. No matter what, as we said weeks ago, we knew something would take Tino downhill because the show is very methodical. They literally predictable. They took the whole thing and they were like, let's let they literally it was like it was like a fine. Like, where's Waldo? They're like, where are the parts that make Tino look like this isn't going to work? Yeah, Where's the fat that we can trim off each date? By yeah. the way, each date, yeah. not just Tino's date, because they needed to cut a bit off every single date. And in Tino's case, hands down, they were only going to show during the day her being nervous about meeting the family, her talking about how much she needs their approval, because knowing, of course, in the evening, she would not really get approval. And we didn't see really much fun, loving, good times between them at all. Yeah. Okay, so we see a shot of Tino's family now, and they're speculating how there are three other guys, and she might like them all as much as she likes him. Okay, I've got thoughts on this, but I'm going to talk about it at the end. Okay, so they arrive, and Rachel meets his mom and dad and brother, and in his ITM, Tino says he needs his family's approval, and he hasn't even told Rachel he's falling for her, and, quote, when she knocks it out of the park with my parents, the table is set, This guy won't stop with a baseball analogy. But you know what? It made me think that all the other times he said that, it really is just his way of speaking. That's the way he talks. Yeah. It would be easy to look at him saying that he knocked it out of the park on his date with her and that he nailed whatever, he hit every point and be like, oh, he's seeing this like a game. But when he says the same about Rachel doing it with his family, this is just how he talks. I mean, li- literally, the guy can't talk about anything without talking about baseball. He's just like, literally, how uh, you slept with Rachel. That How was it? He's like, well, it was bottom of the ninth, three to two count. <laughs> and I drove an outside pitch deep into the left center field gap. Oh, wow. You just flexed some baseball knowledge. I was a baseball player. That was my thing. I know. I played baseball. You've got it. High school and college. Yes. I mean, shitty in college, but decent in high school. Well, probably shitty proportionately to how good people can be at baseball in college. If there was ever a reckoning in my life, coming from a predominantly Jewish high school, as Mm. I did, getting to college and playing baseball was a real wake up call. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was, I, yeah, it was one thing to strike out 14 people in, in, you know, on Randall's Island playing yeshiva. It's another thing. These guys, I mean, they, they, they feed them a lot of, a lot of corn. There's a different, uh, genetics, a lot, of, a lot more muscle mass and general, general limberness, limberosity, Lim, limbisticness. Anyway. Yeah. I wasn't that good in college. I was bad. Oh, 
It was not what I expected it to be. Let's put it that way. Okay, so Tino recaps the journey so far to his family and is sure to mention that he got the first rose of the season. I thought this was cute. It also suggested a competitiveness. Mm -hmm. The vibe I'm getting from Tino, and of course we all saw it last week, is that he is competitive. Yeah. He did not like Tyler getting that group date rose. He felt that he should have gotten it. Even his family, the focus is on... There are still three other guys. She might like them all. As it's it's not focused on their relationship. It's all it's on the competition. Yes, you yes, notice yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. And for him to in really maybe he talked a lot more than was shown. I'm sure he did. But I just thought it was interesting that he mentioned he got the first rose of the season. Yeah. <laughs> His parents start asking a lot of very pointed questions. And what about the other guys? They say. And Tino says they're quote striking out. <laughs> it never ends. Tino says, take me out to the ball <laughs> game. Take me out to the show. The crowd. Buy oh, me. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, crowd, crowd. Buy me so some. Have, hold on a second. Take me out to the, what? Take, I'm going to go lower. Take me out to the lower. ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some popcorn and cracker jacks. Peanuts. I don't think that. Why is that important? Buy me some peanuts and crackers. Okay, you're right. It, it makes a difference. I don't care if I ever get back because it's root, root, root for, for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's, it's one, two, three strikes you're out of the old ballgame. That was terrible. <laughs> All right, let's move I on. really didn't realize I knew all the lyrics to that. It How just came can you out. know all the lyrics to that? And I don't. I used to listen to a lot of these Disney sing-along songs in the car. And that's yeah. actually when my dad first thought that they should put me in singing lessons because I used to harmonize these songs. And it was the most random assortment of songs, by the way. It included like... Uh, Carrot stew, carrot stew. It's our favorite thing to do. Grab a pot and a carrot or two and cook up some carrot stew. That's a great song. There was also In Dublin's Fair City, where girls are so pretty. Twas there I first met that my sweet Molly Malone. Wow. For she- some reason that's turning me on. <laughs> can we do the can we do the uh the song again? I want to do it now that I know the words. Uh-huh. I want to try this. It's a good song. Okay. Okay. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never come. Where are you? I don't care if I ever get back. You're not singing with me? No, you wanted to sing it with your I want us to sing it. Why? I want to hear the harmony. I think it's a good song. I don't know how to. It's hard to harmonize this one on the Let's try it one more time. If you screw up, it's fine. Okay, okay. Take Take me me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never come back. And it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. And I forgot all the words for some reason. It's the old ball game. That was nice. But you forgot the lyrics. That was the whole point. It's true. You know, my favorite part is you singing that while tapping or like (laughs) flapping your foot with these music notes. It's a mess. This is really a mess. It's a mess. I can't believe I just sang Carrot Stew on our recap. This is, this is a good song. I like that song. I want to hear more of that. I have faith that a Shandy's going to be like, I know Carrot Stew too. One. There's going to be one. <laughs> okay. So now Tino says. Why were we singing that song? 
<laughs> because Tino says the other guys are striking out. Oh, right. It's just nonstop baseball stuff. And okay. now Tino's dad keeps asking pointed questions. And Andy, you said Tino's dad is really taking his TV turn. Oh, yeah. I have thoughts, but again, I'll come back to that. Okay, yeah. so Tino and his dad now talk, and Tino's dad has a lot of questions. Mm. He says, does Tino think this is really where he wants to be? Does he know enough about her? Tino says, we talked about stuff we want for the future. <laughs> I like stuff. <laughs> and his dad is very concerned about this, quote, fairy tale. Yeah. Rachel and his mom now chat. His mom asks what Rachel thinks Tino's best traits are. And Rachel says it's how giving he is. We learn that he gives blood all the time. Amazing. I love this. Me too. I love that they made a point of showing this too, yeah. because people should give blood more often. That's yes. true. A lot of blood's needed. Yes. And his mom is concerned now because they're in this bubble. She'd like to know if in a week she'll be mending a broken heart or planning a wedding. Ooh. Hmm. I mean, she's got a point. She does have a point, but we'll get to it later. <laughs> In Rachel's ITM, she says, she grilled my ass and now I'm scared to talk to his dad. I mean, yeah, I would be I too. I don't blame her. And this does not uh, no. disappoint. No. Rachel Ooh. sits down with his dad and he says, she's got to understand his skepticism. And she's like, yeah, yeah. She says, it's very expedited. And he says, he can't wrap his mind around the speed. And he says, convince me, what's Tino like? She says he's so humble and caring and people gravitate towards him. And he says, I mean, you're saying all the right things and that's all great. Oof. I mean, he's a wow. tough crowd. Oof. His dad says he wants to see Tino fall for the right person. And he asks if she's expecting an engagement. He says, what's the plan? And Andy, you said this guy's a bit of a dick. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, he's not saying anything totally wrong, but he's coming after the wrong person. It felt like. And yeah, I had this weird moment of protectiveness over Rachel. Like, it felt really like she was really thrown to the wolves here. Yeah. To defend a show that's been around for, I mean, 26 seasons. There's so much stating of the obvious that I believe, and I think you probably believe too, that producers were like, listen, Tino's winning. We got to make this look really bad. Oh my God, you're stealing my thunder. That's oh, what I'm I was going to talk about I'm after. sorry. But, but yeah, we, no. But you, no, we can talk about it right now. You're, it's our thunder. It's our thunder. <laughs> Just like it's our I told you so. That's correct. Okay, put a pin in that. We're going to talk about it at the end. His dad says he doesn't want to beat a dead horse, but this is her second go around. I wrote, ouch. And he was asking Tino, is this person just looking to get married or does she really like you? Rachel, I mean, gets all the gold stars for how she handles this. Oh, yeah. She says she's not looking to just get married. She's looking for a partner for life. She gives a very professional smile. Oh, yeah. We love to talk about a professional smile. Oh, yeah. This Best. is a, who wrote about this? Oh, David Foster Wallace. Yeah. A supposedly fun thing I'll never do again. Yes. And By the way, if you want to laugh, laugh and read something amazing, read <laughs> a supposedly fun thing I'll never do again by David Foster Wallace. <laughs> Excellent. And she thanks him for chatting with her. We were really impressed with how she handled this from top to bottom. Also, I felt this weird sense of protectiveness, you know, sort of like, like sometimes if I fight with my sister or something, yeah. it's like, we'll fight, but then we get over it. Like we're sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if I hear that someone else mistreated her, I'm like, what? <laughs> only I'm allowed to fight with my sister. Like yeah, I right. had this moment where I'm I like, agree. only we're allowed to give that's Rachel a, a hard time. That's a great analogy. Thank you. That's a good analogy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Brilliant. Bravo. Very nice. Thank you. I felt this weird sense of protectiveness. I was like, why are you coming after her? She handled this as well as anyone could. And, and you know what? This is why she's a pilot. 
calm under pressure. We talked about that. In her ITM, she says she feels shook up, like she could have been the most perfect person and they still wouldn't have liked her. And when she says goodbye to them, she says, I really appreciate you all welcoming me in. Oh, solid shade. I, I honestly, I gained an enormous amount of respect for Rachel. This yes. was brilliant. She really handled it so well. We I really was surprised marveled. too, but I was like, she cries all the time. Like I'm going to, she's going to break down. I yeah. thought she was going to melt. Yeah. Oh, and she, she proved us wrong. A rock, yes. the rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> yes. We were just amazed by her under pressure performance with I us. I was amazed even by her ITM. She was solid. And yeah. like she was, there was no tears. Yeah. She was like, I'm doing, I, I see the, the obstacle and I'm going to overcome it. Very impressive. Rachel in her ITM says, I don't know how I made it out of this house. If I'm honest, I almost cried. I would have cried. I I mean, I almost cried watching it. It's like, what is she even supposed to say to some of these questions? When his dad said, I mean, this is your second go around. Oh, low blow. Yeah. Oof. Rough. Okay, so they sat on the bench out front. Tino says they adored her. And Rachel is like, I don't think they liked me. And she says they were tough on her. And he says they were tough on him too. And he says he feels bad for not telling her sooner. But he says she always makes him feel appreciated and valued and loved. And that's why he's proud and excited to officially tell her that he's falling in love with her. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's like the... No, that's different. That's that's no, like right. no music. We need... No. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you're right. Dun, 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 dun. Fanfare. Fanfare, yeah. She says she feels like she has also been falling in love with him. And he says that's the most incredible thing he could have expected out of this conversation. And they make out. All right. The ending vibe, though, is that it's scary to consider an engagement. And I wrote, let us not forget they needed this hometown to go poorly. Tino Mm -hmm. is winning. So let's discuss. We knew that something would have to take Tino down. Has to. Yes. It's clockwork. It happens every single time. I would go so far as to say that I think there's probably a producer who is particularly skilled at working with parents like this, who are maybe already somewhat skeptical. Maybe they're not fans of the show. They maybe weren't really into the idea of their son going on it in the first place and twisting them into being parents who are so critical so negative. All it takes really is the power of suggestion. All it takes is being like, you know, she's also dating three other guys. Yeah, it, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, it's it's gone really fast. You know, just staying, focusing on the things that would cause them to doubt the legitimacy. Oh, I think it was more heavy handed than that. I think that they were probably a little skeptical. Yes. And they were pushed to extreme skepticism. Yes. Bordering on antagonistic. Mm Because his family really came at Rachel very hard as though, you know, it was her. Yeah. Specifically her. Zero benefit of the doubt. There was no stars in their eyes for her that a lot of parents have. I'm sorry. It is not possible that his parents got the same treatment as, say, Jason's parents. Absolutely not. The same producer treatment. No. The producers poisoned that well, as best they could. Yes. Also, I would go so far as to say that the producer who succeeded at doing this got a raise. (laughs) I'm serious. Employee of the month. Yeah. Anyway, all this to say that, A, his parents were rough. Mm -hmm. B, I think they were coached to be that way. Big time. Goaded. Yes. Goaded. Great Mm -hmm. word. And third... We felt protective of Rachel and we thought yeah. she handled this spectacularly well. Like a plane coming in without landing gear. Okay, so now we have credits with Zach's Uncle Pat asking Rachel all about her career. I thought yeah. it was cute that he asked a lot of questions. Yeah. Something we always notice. He says he flunked out of college and he wasn't even on drugs. <laughs> An amusing celeb cameo. Yeah. Okay, so Andy, your A game. Are we still doing that? 
I don't really have a game for this. If this there were was... Charlene's A game, I give it to Tyler. He made it all the way to hometowns without a date. Well, that's you're giving like a uh, an overall A game. You like for strategy the season, A game for the yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah, but this episode his his game didn't work, so it wasn't A game. <laughs> it's like a lifetime achievement award. Yes. <laughs> okay, so no one for you. No, I don't. I didn't feel a strong A game. Okay. Yeah, vibe. I mean, you did want to discontinue it when Logan left. Yeah. Okay, so now word watch. Andy, there were still zero devastated. You poor thing. So there were 320 correct guesses. People are realizing that uh, devastated is a sinking ship. I'm not giving up. And it's becoming harder and harder to win a prize. I am not giving up. But we do have a winner. Cindy Anaka, congratulations. You are the winner of $120 to Caitlin Bristow's wine brand Spade and Sparrows. I mean, this is an impressive win. It's like almost like winning the Powerball at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks to me. Yes, well done. Cindy, please email us by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize. And Andy, what's the next word? The next word watch is devastated. <laughs> okay, you are committing hard. There's got to be a punishment, though. Something has to happen. The punishment is embarrassment. I'm ashamed of my failure. But you're not cutting your losses. You're just committing. No, I have to. I've okay. gone too far already. I'm in too deep. Okay. So if you would like to join in the Dear Shandy Word Watch Fun and have a chance to win $100 to Furano Studio, one of my all-time favorite Etsy shops. I buy most of my rings from there. Mm-hmm. Excellent mm-hmm. gold-filled jewelry. I'm wearing some right now. Chunky and dainty rings. Linked below. You can win 100 bucks in jewelry simply by guessing correctly the number of times you predict the word devastated will be uttered in episode eight. And by the way, we are only counting the actual episode. We don't count men tell all. We don't count specials on this. Mm-hmm. So next week, since we saw that, it'll be Avon's date, the rose ceremony and men tell all. We will only be counting the part that's Avon's hometown date and rose ceremony. Not mental all, just saying. Can you imagine, actually, if there's no devastated, then there is a devastated in mental all. You would be so pissed. I mean, I'm imagining it very clearly right now. <laughs> so you must guess below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap the number of times you think devastated will be uttered. If you guess correctly, you will be entered in a draw and then one name will be picked out, plucked from the masses because I predict there will be masses of people guessing correctly. And you must enter your guess by this Friday at midnight. Okay, moving on to our predictions, Andy. Who do you think is getting Gabby's final rose? I think it's going to be Jason. Okay, so now please elaborate. I There's a couple of things working here. One is I feel that the connection there seems so natural and so real world that it's hard for me to believe that that's not actually something. Mm. Number two is... His whole saying that he doesn't think he's ready to get engaged was, I believe, the teaser to give us doubt. Mm, And that he will eventually get there. He will get there. Yeah. I think it's Jason. Wow. It's a close call. I'm really, it's, it's a fence call, but I just felt like the lights dimmed slightly on Eric in that last day. Really? And I know it was a very powerful hometown, but there was something missing at the end for me and there was that something jason and gabby had i mean i still have eric in my top spot i think gabby is the most attracted to eric i think that he's opening up more which is necessary and it's funny my concerns earlier about jason not being out not being kind of like 
enough i don't Swagger. know Swagger. yeah like just sort of not being funny enough i actually that's not my concern i think he is very funny in, in his sort of understated way but the kiss yeah the kiss is I'm a little coming weak. back to the kiss as the woman in the room but is it possible that there is a stronger physical attraction for eric but a stronger mental attraction for jason and that gabby would value mental attraction over physical attraction yeah but i think she has both with eric hmm and so you think, I guess, Eric's getting second. Mm-hmm. I think Jason's getting second. So we both think Johnny's going home. Yeah. I don't think that's surprising. No. Okay. For Rachel, who do you have in your top spot? Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that joke never get old? I don't know. Okay. So we obviously both think Tino's winning. Yeah. Everything is on schedule. Right mm-hmm. down to him saying he's falling in love with her. Yep. And write down the fact that the hometown went horribly. Yeah, he's going to hit it out of the park. (laughs) Yes. He's going to pull one out of the fifth inning or something. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) I don't know anything about baseball. So who do you have in second place? Zach, strong second place. Yeah, I have Zach as well. And I mean, of course, it's hard to gauge because we didn't see Avon's hometown. Doesn't matter. Zach's second place. Yeah. I mean, he does say all the things she's ever wanted to hear. Every single one. Okay, so we both think Avon is going home based on not having, based on not having <laughs> pre, seen. <laughs> Pre-hometown. Sorry, Avon. Yeah, maybe that'll change. Okay, and then that's a wrap, Andy, for this yeah. recap. That was intense. Ooh, that was more, more recap than I think I'm comfortable doing. Yeah, this was one of those ones that was a lot of work. Like, yeah. there was a lot of note-taking, a lot to keep track of. Like, it was not a fun episode no. to recap i would have loved to have just watched that episode we'll put it that way yeah 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 but onwards and upwards yeah some quality programming there absolutely and very moving moments if you enjoyed what you heard today you know what we will ask of you and that is to like subscribe hit the notification bell follow us on instagram and tiktok leave us apple and spotify podcast ratings and reviews and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time on dear shandy bye-bye dear shandy